I'm a savage. Yeah. Classy, bougie, ratchet. What's up, Savage Boss Babes and Dudes? It's Diana inside the Savage Podcast once again with another episode that you are definitely going to want to listen to, share, tell your friends, tell your, your followers about. If you have a project, maybe you're wanting to go out on a limb and start your own project. Hey, this is going to be the motivation. This is going to be the incentive that you need. Maybe it's going to uh, save you a few headaches because yes, going out and starting your own business is something that a lot of people look forward to, but it does come with a few challenges and obstacles. And for that, I'm very happy to have inside the studio today, the very beautiful Michelle Mendoza Ariano. Bienvenida. Welcome to the studio. Thank you so much for being here. I know it's your day off, but uh, thank you for making the time to, to come and share your story with us. Yes, I'm so honored to be here. I'm so excited. Um, I love your podcast. So I'm oh, glad that we're here. You. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, let's get started. Tell us about you. Where are you from? So I'm actually born here and raised here in San Antonio, Texas. I've been here my whole life. Like, you know how some people, they move out of town and they come back? Like, no, this is my place. I've been here for so long. So, you know, we've even thought about branching out towards like different states. But I'm like, no, like, I love it here. I don't, you know, I know all the highways and stuff like that. So it would be so like, you know, different. You yeah. Know, but what I, side of town did you grow up on? I actually grew up on um, kind of like by Culebra and Ingram. And then eventually my mom, um, she wanted us to like have a better life kind of thing. So we actually migrated over there towards Broadway. And so I went to high school at Alamo Heights High School. So she was like, uh, I don't want you to, yeah, I want you to focus on school. And so we even had to like move addresses and everything, but just so I could be able to go to that school and it really helped a lot. So I'm thankful that she did that. Yeah. Well, tell me about your upbringing. I mean, how was your, your childhood? You, you mentioned your mom moving, you know, uh, to another part of town so that you could get a better education. But was that something that was kind of taught to you or encouraged to you to, to get into entrepreneurship or owning your own business? So both of my parents, um, they're my motivation 100%. Um, so is my husband. But my mom, you know, growing up, she's always had a business of housekeeping and then a real estate on the side. So she manages like rental homes and stuff like that. So being business owners was always in my life. Like um, my dad, he has a body collision center. So they're both from Mexico. You know, they you know cross over the border to have a better life for us. And I thank God for that, you know. And so... I just see it as no excuses, you know, when people try to, you know, make me feel sorry for them or like, you know, I'm like, no, there's literally no excuses because my parents came over here with nothing and they got everything that they had from working hard, not being handed to them. So even with me, like, they're like, you're going to work, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, you know, yeah. even if we got it, you're still going to get it, you know what I mean, on your own. And it, at one point, you know, they were just like, I want you to be a nurse, I want you to be a doctor, I want you to be this. And then I kind of like steered away from that and like. I got cut off from school, like I didn't have no help. So it's a whole nother story, you know, but yeah. So seeing them and then my husband, he's his own boss as well. He's a barber. And so he manages a barbershop that he owns himself. So it's awesome that, you know, that, that he has that, like I was in nursing school and seeing him be able to be his own boss and, you know, create his own hours and then have people still really happy with him and him loving what he does. Like, really truly inspired me because I've never really seen that you know I've only seen like the bad side of things or like you know my parents like they're just like stressing or 
you know, because I saw them from the beginning to where like it was like hard, struggled, and they like really started making money and now they're like, you know, good. And so it's like, I can see that there's always going to be that rough patch and like that hardship. But a lot of people don't want to do that. They want everything to be handed or they don't want to work for those things. And I'm like, there's going to be like, you know, lows and highs, but you know, you got to prepare yourself for those. So you're not like disappointed, you know? Yeah. Being a daughter of immigrant parents too. Uh, I know that in my case, hearing the stories of the struggles that my parents went through to get over here definitely had an impact on the way that I grew up and my mentality when it came to working and having your own stuff and not asking anybody for anything, you know, trying to, trying to, to, you know, basically hustle. How how did those, uh, did your parents share those stories with you and how did they impact your life? So I've always like looked at up to my mom and I was like how does she do it you know how does she manage everything how does she do everything but it's like um being in the like you know being a Hispanic Mexican mom like the way she was it's like I was very spoiled growing up and like I I thank them for everything you know but it got to a point where they were just like all right you're 18 me huh you you gotta wash your own clothes you gotta wash your own things you got and there was a point where I was like I didn't even know how to do certain things but they were yeah. like because my mom, like, you know, my tia, she would live with us at one point too, and she was a housekeeper. So they would just do it naturally, you know? So it was, like, harder for me to, like, get, like, you know, like that. For my mother-in-law, she was just like, no sabe limpiar, no sabe, hacer, no sabe nada. <laughs> and I was like, I do. It's just my parents, like, they just didn't let me do that. Like, my parents were really like, you know what? We came over here, and you're going to focus on school. All that doesn't matter. Like, they were really pushing me for school. I had straight A's. I had honor roll. I graduated high school at 16. I wanted to be able to, like, further my career, get everything started. Like, I was like, it's time. Like, I want to be like my parents. Like, I want to have businesses already. My mom at 25 had, like, three rental homes and, like, a a business already. My dad had two body collision centers. Like, he he repairs boats and everything like that. So I was like, no, like, I'm just sitting here just chilling, you know, and and I don't. And you mentioned that they wanted you to go down, like, the the typical, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, migrant parents of, um, having a, a nurse in the home mm-hmm. or having a doctor or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you did you ever think or consider going down that route? So I was like, I was like, ever since I was little, I was like, I'm going to be a nurse or I'm going to be a doctor. I wanted to be a pediatrician. So as soon as I graduated high school at 16, I went to go get my basics. And I already had like my, um, my basics already like at 19. So I started going to school for business. So I wanted to be like them, but they were like, you should do nursing it's Mm -hmm. more secure business is too competitive and I was like yeah 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 so I changed my major right but I still learned from all the marketing from all the business classes so that's helped me a lot too so kind of know a little background so my parents helping me and then like going to school for it it helped a lot so it was beneficial now with them they were like you need to go to school you need to go to school you don't want to be like us which is crazy because you see it like man they're never just like actually like laying back and relaxing like the only day off that they had was Sunday and even at that like it was for us you know so but they still had to go pick up supplies go do things so they didn't want me to hustle or bust their butt as they say yeah as hard as them they were like no we'll help you pay for school we'll help you do everything like you don't have to do anything just go to school that's all we ask you know but it's like a trophy and I'm like no like I, I want something different. And so I was going to nursing school. Um, I got my CNA, LVN, and then I was going for RN. And my husband, like, we were like, you know, we met at that time. And 
he like really just changed my whole perspective on everything. And he was just like, I was working at a hospital for like 12 hours and he was like, you just look so like depressed. And I was like, yeah, we had a patient pass away today. It was really hard, you know? So from then, and I was like, Maybe and he was already doing his own thing? Yeah, he was okay. already at the barbershop. And so he's been cutting hair since he was like 18. He was actually in the military. And um, so he's a vet now. Now the military, you know, I don't like to talk back or anything, but he was just not moving up in rank how he wanted. And so he was just like, I make more money at the barbershop than I do at the military. Yeah, it has good benefits, but it's a headache and I'm away from you. So I was like, okay, that's fine. So it sucked whenever he was gone, you know, for two weeks at a time, weekend, stuff like that. So it was suck. It sucked, you know, but I was in school, so it didn't matter. One day he was just like, like, is there anything else that you like to do? And I was like, what? Like, I didn't think about that. Like, nobody has ever asked me because my parents were just demanding me, you know? Yeah. And he was like, what do you like to do though? Like, what do you like to do? And I was like, I had never really thought about it. But then I was like, I'm very girly. I'm really like, I love to have my nails done, my hair done, my la- all that stuff. Like I'm very like, you know, put together. And so he was like, why don't you try to do like hair or makeup or something like that? And I was like, what? Like never thought of it like that, but I would do it up all the time. Like growing up, I would try to bleach my own hair, break it. <laughs> I would use peroxide. I don't know who I thought I was. And I would have this carrot top head and I thought it was so cute, but you know, there DIY was, queen over yes, here. Yes, <laughs> Before it was a thing, I was the one that was experimenting for y'all. So thank God Brandon Mondo wasn't, you know, back then at yeah. that time. So, but yeah, like I've always liked it. Um, you know, my parents never let me wear makeup. They're so strict. My parents were so strict. So I never got to wear makeup. Really? It, yes. Like if I would have eyeliner or mascara, my mom would be like, quítate eso. Like go and And then I would try to take it off at school and you could see it all black right here. And like there was a phase where like the big wing eyeliner was yes. a thing. And so I was like, tell me, Fancy, yeah, do it for me. And they're like, no, your mom's crazy. Like I don't want her. But she means well. Like my mom, I love her to death and I thank God for her because I've never been in a situation that I didn't want to be in. So, you know what I mean? It was crazy. Like, you know, but I really, they really inspired me. Like my husband really pushed me to like do better. And I started even just practicing at home and then I was like hey I'm getting pretty good at it you know people want me to keep doing it so I wanted to be you know I didn't want to get in trouble so then I started going to school how did your parents uh take the news maybe that you didn't want to be a RN anymore and you wanted to do nail and and hair they said they were like you're gonna literally quit school para hacer eso estás pero si bien loca like they were like I can't say what they really yeah, said yeah yeah and that's the PG yeah. version yeah, of what the PG said. so you know there was doors closed and stuff like that and so for a long time I'm not gonna lie my parents did cut me off um it was hard you know what I mean but I said you know what my my husband's like you don't need them I'll always be here for you. Whatever you need, I got you. So my parents were like, I'm not paying for beauty school. If you're going to go to beauty school, that's something that you're going to pay for on your own. I'm not helping you. And I was like, that's fine with me because this is what I want to do. And so I actually went to a beauty school and I signed up for financial aid. My mom even helped me with that because, you know, I was still underage. Yeah. Of that, So she had to help me. So she did help me and it was awesome that she did, but she didn't help me with schooling or she didn't help me with anything. So um, I started really, really hustling in school. I started doing nails on the side. I started working. And so I was like paying for everything that I needed to. And then my husband was like, always like, if you need something, I got you, you know what I mean? Like, and so 
I put myself through school. Like I was like, it's fine. You don't want to later. They came around, but not even to like this year. So, you know, um, so it's still a work in progress, kind of still a work in progress. Yeah. (laughs) Cause, um, you know, my mom's the most supportive, but my dad's very stubborn. So he's just like, that's good, Mihan. Like, that's good. I'm proud of you, but you still got to work very hard. I just, you're my princess. I don't want you to work so hard, but I'm like, no, dad, I want to be just like you. You know what I mean? Like that should motivate you even more. And he's just like, yeah, I know. But I guess he's just like, they were so used to me having to like, you know, leech off of them or like depend on them. Like, dad, I don't know how to do this. Can you help me with this? Or mom, como se hace esto? How do you do this? And it's like, no, now like, you know, you get to a point where you mature, like after you're 18. Yeah, that's it. You yeah. know? So I started really like hustling. So it was a challenge for me too. Cause I've always had my parents to help me. Yeah. I'm the only girl in my family. So no, no other sisters, no other, you know, siblings and stuff like that. So from my dad, so it was hard, you know, like for them to just be like, no, I'm not going to help her when it's like, so I have a different upbringing from most people, but it gets crazier now, you know, cause it's like, they cut me off. I'm all on my own. So there's a point where they were helping me with everything and, you know, and they were like, whatever you need to do, go to school, we'll have it. So now it's like you get cut off and then you have to realize, okay, well, how am I going to pay for my apartment? How am I going to pay for this? How am I going to do this? You know, but my husband helped me through everything. He actually, um, got us our first apartment. We started, we moved over there off of the South side so that we could actually go to the Southwest military, uh, Milan. And so I went there and, I liked it because it was like right down the street and stuff like that. But um, if I would have went a different route, I probably would have done my my education on school and stuff like that. Because it really does take a factor where you go to school so that you can learn in the future, you know, because I was like just everywhere, everywhere you go, though, they'll always say that you have to like teach yourself, which is true, you know. So it's like I had to go to like California to learn about nails. I had to get a class in Cali to learn about hair to like different techniques. So Mm -hmm. it's like. I never stop learning. Even today, like I'm, I'm signed up for like this online class so I can continue like being knowledgeable about everything. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And like, I mean, trends pick up every day. You know, there's, there's always something to, to learn regardless of what you do, nails, coffee, or, you yeah. know, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's always something to learn. You mentioned that you do have to be careful about where you go to school. What do you mean by that? Because maybe there's somebody that's listening to us that's yeah. wanting to, to do something in the beauty industry. So, I mean, what I would say is, like, learn, see, you know, okay, this school, like, they really focus on hair, or this school, this school they really focus on nails, or this school, they really focus on esthetician work. So, um, I, where I was at, it was more on like hair, you know, I was, I went for cosmetology. So if you're really wanting to do nails, go for nail tech. If you're really wanting to do esthetician, go for esthetician. Don't do Cosmo. Cause then they only go into brief of it. They don't go into detail of it. So that's where it was a struggle for me. So I was like, wow, we're focused more on hair than anything else, but I really want to do more nails and I want to do hair. And so it was harder for me. So, but, um, you can go and see like, okay, ask the schools, well, what, what do y'all specialize in? Cause I really want to do this. And two, I kind of got pushed into doing Cosmo versus like me doing nails. And they were like, well, you should do this instead. And I was just like, I don't know if they wanted more Cosmo students, but I'm glad personally that I did Cosmo. Cause now I do everything. And even if I don't necessarily do it in the salon, I teach classes on how to do things and continued education. And so if something happens where the girls aren't available, I know how to do it. So it worked out for me. Mm -hmm. How long or or yeah, how long was that period of of you having to, you know, like regroup and and go down this whole different route? Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. How long was that period? So I actually went to Cosmo school for about a year and, um, you know, 
It's it's a little crazy what happened, but I mean, I got to be up straight about it because I'm sure it'll come out in the future maybe, but I was actually assaulted at that school by another individual and he was a male student at Milan. Um, I can't really say his name or what happened, but it's the fact that I wouldn't do his nails, so he, he hit me. And me, my mom, like my upbringing, she's like, you're a woman, and so I, I'm a black belt in Tang Soo Do. I've done boxing for about like my whole life. So when that happened, um, I did defend myself back. And so the school saw it as like I, that I assaulted back, but I was literally just trying to defend myself. Yeah. Like it's nothing even that I even like try to do. I try to walk away, run away from the situation. And it's just an instinct that your body kicks in. I thank God for, you know, cause he's a male and I could have gotten really hurt. You know what I mean? So just depending like where you want to go, like just be, be careful. You never know who and what they are. Like just go to school. That's all you got to do. Don't try to make friends. Like those people aren't going to be there for you. Like just literally focus. And so I had to go to a whole different school. Like I had to go to Bella beauty i had to go and finish there their school was very sweet they helped me out a lot they helped me get all my test bags ready and they were super sweet but it sucks that those those circumstances happen you yeah. know but um i'm not ashamed of it or afraid of it you know what i'm saying but it does happen like there's little setbacks in life that i've had to have happen and unfortunately they happen but we got ourselves through it you know what i'm saying um so cases were dropped and stuff like that i didn't want to press charges on him because i felt like maybe it was just an off day for him maybe it was like the wrong timing whatever the case might be but he said he was sorry and stuff happened you know what i mean he's like i can't believe i did that and i was like it's okay it happens but it just sucks that we're both expelled from the school and i had 70 hours to finish and that's all i had to finish and then but it's like a money scheme they wanted to make more money and stuff so i was like that's fine so i went to bella beauty finished off my schooling and I was good. Like I finished everything off and it was, it was the best thing that actually happened for me during that situation or any other situations that might've risen <clears throat> during that time frame. Was there any moments of doubt that you were like, Oh my God, what the heck did I get myself into? Like maybe I shouldn't have done this. Were there any moments or maybe was it that moment? It was particular? that moment. Cause I was like, you know, with the cosmetology license, there's certain things that you don't and don't need. So sometimes you can even have a felony and still be doing hair. So it's just like, you know, there's all types of different people that you might be working with. So you just got to not, not be on your toes, but just like, you know, go and make your money and don't, don't worry about anything else. You know what I'm saying? So that was the moment where I was like, what? Like, and my husband was like, I can't believe that happened to you. Even my teachers was like, I can't believe it. You know, but a veces se te mete el diablo, you know yeah. what I mean? So you never know, like something, you know, overtook him. And because me, I, I believe highly in God, you know, I always speak about God and without him, I'm nothing. And without him, I wouldn't be where I am. So I, I'm, you know, I'm very held and he takes care of me. So I feel like whenever you are spiritually strong, stuff, stuff tries to, you know, hit you. But you just got to look the other way and just think positively, you know. So that yeah. was one of my really big setbacks because... Then I had to stop school. So I had to do another 300 hours of school when I only had 70 hours to finish. Uh So it did push me back because I was supposed to be working in a salon a long time ago. And so it did set me back a little bit and it sucked. But thank God nothing, you know, criminal charges happened. Nothing, you know, like that, because that would have been even a bigger setback. You know what I mean? Like even worse. Yeah. Something definitely more, much more bigger to have to overcome. Mm -hmm. So take me to your graduation. You're done with with beauty school and what happened next so i was done with beauty school and i was like already doing nails i'm not gonna lie i've always been doing nails even in school like i was just making money on the side so i knew i was always good um i had a little studio in my house and it was really nice and then um what really like did it for me was like i was just doing my friends and family and i was making good money off of just those people 
Now they were like, hey, I have my other friend who wants her nails. I have my other tia that wants her nails. Yeah, I yeah, want yeah. This Word one. of mouth, definitely. Exactly. But then too, you know, especially from that situation, I just didn't want everybody knowing where I lived and like oh, random okay. people coming in and out of my house. Yeah. Plus it's against the law in the state of Texas to work from your home. You have to have like a, a license to work, and, you know, in a in a salon and you have to have a license to like work at home. Like you have to get it approved by the state of Texas to be able to even do any of that. So if you're working again, like if you're working in your home, it's technically against the law. And so at that point, um, they had advised me about it. And my teacher was like, Hey, like I've seen you've been doing a lot of nails at home. Just remember like, you know, you need to be working in a salon because you can get a really big fine and the, the fines are pretty big up there. So I was like, Oh, so now, um, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, what should I do? So I started actually working in the salon um, that was specialized in hair. Mm-hmm. So me, though, my, I remember my passion is nails. So, But hair, I love hair, too. Like, I was, I was so in love with hair at the time because it's so fresh to you. It's, like, so beautiful. Like, But it is more time-consuming, more, like, you know, you never know what's going to happen. It's With hair, you never know. I don't care how good you are, whoever says that they're good, they never know how that hair is going to come out because they don't know what's on the on the underlining on their hair. Really? Yes. Oh, goodness. Here yes. we are unraveling the secrets of all yes. the hairdressers. Yes, literally. So <laughs> you will literally, you cannot sit there and be like, oh, she's going to be platinum. And You don't know. What if her hair has box on it? What if it... You know what I mean? She has medical conditions that may be affecting it. Really? So all that stuff goes into it. All that goes into factor, especially because of, you know, your hair history, you know. So I'd rather just be like, you know what? We can do it in sessions versus your hair melting off. Or like, you know, oh, it's so blonde. Yeah, but you're all calva. Like, you don't have no hair Uh anymore. So I was like, no, I stared away. And it sucked, though, because it was next to a nail salon. And so it was like, she didn't let me do nails in there. Like I have a, like a beautiful table set up at home, all this nice stuff. And she didn't let me set up anything. So I was like, oh, like I was so like, what? You know, and she was just like, I think it's and I'm not going to say what salon it is and stuff like that. But she was just like, I think it's better for you to just get your own suite. Like it's time for you to just I feel like you need your own space. Like I can't provide you with what you're needing. And I said, you know what? You're right. And so the pandemic hit. And how long was this? How, I mean, how long were you there? I was there for about like maybe like six, seven months. Okay. And so I was like, me estaba aguantando, you know, and I was still doing nails and my back was killing me though. Cause I was doing it at a hair station and I was bringing up a table and I was doing nails and I was like rolling it over and it was like, like really hard on my back and I yeah, was doing yeah. lashes on there too. So it was like really hard. And so some, you know, and I talked to her like respectfully, I was like, you know what? I think I want to make the next step. And she was like, that's fine. Go ahead. And so I actually got my suite. So everything was real quick for me. Like I, I got the suite within like six months of me, you know, having my license. Um, because now I got, let me go by, by paso, paso. Uh, and so, and, and I get my suite and so I'm literally doing hair, nails, lashes, body sculpting, and hair's all in a smaller room and it it was still working for me but me I felt like at that point I was like I need to focus on nails like I could still do this and I Mm -hmm. can still do this but I want to focus on nails and so it was a a real big thing for me but I was like you know what let's see let's let's just see how this goes and so that's when we were like let's do it like my husband was like just do it babe like you'll have more room so he was the one that brought up the idea of of going on with your own salon well it was like well i've always wanted a shop right but 
he was just like, why don't you do it now? Like, but me, I was like, I'm so like, it's so fresh to me. Everything's yeah, yeah, so yeah. new. Like, it's so crazy. And he was just like, just do it. Like, you know, I'll always be there to support you. He's my biggest supporter of all time, him and my mom. So it's like, so with that, like, I've never felt like a fear. Like, I know that they've got me throughout everything. So I'm like, yes, you know, which is good. You need to have a very strong support team when you're going through things like this, because there's going to be downfalls. There's going to be things that are going to upset you. You know what I mean? And so... He was like, let's let's see, let's go look around places. And so I called my friend Marissa. She's a realtor, and um, she actually found us a spot. And I was like, oh, it's perfect. Like it's exactly what we need, you know. And so I paid my fees to get out of my contract over there at the suite because me, I wanted to, prov- I wanted a salon that's going to provide everything like how we do now. Yeah. But sometimes it's hard for everybody just that one individual person to service all of those needs. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and so I said, let's have a salon that has it all and I just focus on hair and nails so I stepped back away from lashes and like other things like that and permanent makeup and all that so that I could focus on just hair and nails and body sculpting and so now that's what I mainly do so like I said if somebody doesn't have the opportunity or the timing I still know how to do everything I'm still refreshing on it still like you know it's vivid in my head how to do things in certain certain things how Mm -hmm. to not so I said how did the name can't come about so you know what's crazy everybody asked me that and it's funny because I was in beauty school and somebody was like dang you did that like wow Michelle did that and so it just stuck like it just stuck and so ever since then I was like because that there's how one point I just didn't know what to name myself it was like nails by shell nailed it like all these things right uh-huh. la mera mera i don't know who i thought it was right. and so all these <laughs> names and i was like what and so michelle did that so when we opened the shop it was did that hair and nail studio and i say we because my husband's always there you know helping he's the bob he's our maintenance man you know so he's always helping with little things that i need like it's my right hand man so it was um so we named it Mich- uh did that hair and nail studio somebody was like why don't you name that michelle did that salon i was like that's so cliche like no did that hair and nail studio even sometimes when when i say they're like what they're like what? i've never heard something like that so mm-hmm. it's, it's a little different you know and now you've brought in uh, more people H- how did that come about i mean it was it was you you already had people coming in with you or, or people have just kind of trickled in as the project has has been rolling on it was crazy so um I don't know what I, I said. Let's do it. So I even I got the keys. I got the keys to the salon. We opened up in November. We didn't open up to the public until January. So I, I was f- finding people that I needed throughout oh, okay. that time. So we had the salon without even having anyone to work in it yet. So I was busting my butt doing, you know, nails and hair all the time so that I could be by yourself to, by myself to support that until I found a good team. You know what I mean? That I thought was good for us. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was a struggle. But um they started coming in we started posting flyers started you know until and it was crazy because you know we're a startup salon so even for them like it was slower like the people now that i have like they got it the easiest because now we have steady clientele coming in versus when we first opened nobody knew we were even there you know it was it was crazy like word of mouth got us a lot marketing got us out a lot and social media social media thank god so i thank god for my followers like without them like we wouldn't be where we are today they're just constantly shouting us out constantly sharing us constantly coming to us even if, if even if they're not coming to us they're like promoting our business which is amazing so yeah i thank them a lot so i mean you mentioned the i think that would probably be one of the biggest challenges is having to do 
all on your own, but what are some of the other challenges that you, that you've ran into being a business owner? You know, what's crazy is a lot of people ask me, so do you have your team from when you first started? And I say, no, you know, um, not to be mean to them or something like that, but not, not everyone is built for this, you know, not everyone can hustle this way. So if you're a real hustler, that's what we have on our team now. Like we have people who take their career seriously. This isn't a hobby. This isn't a game. This isn't something they just want to do. Oh, Her- I just want to do something. Yeah. I, I heard that a lot. Oh, I just want to do something. Well, don't try to get into something that's, that represents somebody else or some other people and make it fail. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially going in as a business, like you don't want it to fail. Like then they're going to be like, wow, she starts all this, but she can't ever finish it. You know? So it was a struggle finding a great team. Like, and, you know, it sucks sometimes, but you find who is going to be good or not, you know, loyalty and stuff like yeah. that where it happens. So I've had a lot of confrontations because um, everything that they do, yes, falls upon us. So it's hard, you know, sometimes to like tell older women, hey, you know, you have to be like on time on your appointments. Hey, you shouldn't be like, you know, setting up right when your appointments here like you should, you know. So mm-hmm. there's little things because I'm very like very very stern very upfront because i don't want to sugarcoat anything with you but sometimes people might th- take it as like wow she's me mean or she's like very assertive but it's like if i don't tell you these things who's going to tell you them yeah. you know especially if you're asking me to help you when you're barely starting off and but you can't take constructive criticism that's where it's hard so it's hard like you know getting a solid team because me i could have opened up some suites you know and just had little rooms and let them like you know do, do what they got to do and then i'm not helping it's not a salon at that point you know us we're a walk-in salon so when you come in you're going to get your hair your nails your lashes your everything done in one spot versus having to like let me see if that lady has an appointment or let me see if that, no, let me go and check. She's right here and like walk over to her, ask her. So we're literally like that one stop salon. So everybody there that does it, we do lashes, we do body sculpting, we do permanent makeup, we do teeth whitening, tooth gems, nails, um, hair extensions, hair coloring. We have a very good hair, hair stylist, you know, and she, she does very, very good. So I stepped back away from hair. So, because at one point it was just like me doing the nails and me doing the hair, right? Mm -hmm. Because I didn't think I'd needed another nail tech or I didn't need anything else like that. And then we started getting really busy, thank God. And so I was like, Hey, let's go ahead. And cause we wanted it to be like, you know, makeup and all this extra stuff. But Makeup, we get it like maybe every weekend and stuff like that. Not as steady as you would think. So we knocked down some of the makeup. It's like it's a trial and error. You got to yeah. see what works for y'all. And so we took out the makeup stations. We added more nail techs. We added more hair stations. So it worked out better for us in that way. And now we only have one teeth whitener versus like two or three. And like we only have one makeup artist instead of two or three makeup artists. So we have more nail techs now than hair, you know, because that's what we get called for a lot. We did that hair and nail studio. So it's you know now seeing it because thank god we're trying to open up our second one and for march so really yes thank god so it's been been great so we see what we what we've done here and what we can you know better yeah. in our other one so makes it a little easier and you mentioned uh having to to uh call people out maybe of different ages and stuff like that was it was it hard for you to be able to look at some maybe somebody that's a little bit older than you and call them out on their wrongs or 
Yes, because not a lot of people like because, you know, they come in there with this mentality. Oh, my my own boss, because I'm a booth renter. Yes. When you rent that you're renting for somebody, though, you know, you don't have your own. Like I give them privacy. So they have stalls, which we call rooms. Right. They're not the biggest rooms, but they make you you make what you have with what you have. Yeah. And so we've never had any complaints. But the thing about it is, is when when, um, you know, we said, like an example, we said in a makeup appointment at 8 o'clock in the morning and you text us at 6 a.m. that you're not going to be able to make it. You're not arrested. You're not in jail. You're not in the hospital. You're not in anything. You had enough time to text me. So that's where I get mad because I put myself out on the limb for a lot of them. So I'm always constantly sharing their stuff, constantly doing things. So if that customer complains and does a bad review, they're going to say, did that hair and nail studio, not that specific individual. Yeah. So that's where it becomes a challenge. So that's where it's harder, you know, because sometimes they don't want to come in every day. Sometimes they don't want to. So if you really want, you know, a salon, you got to see if you're going to want to do booth rental or you're going to want to do commission. But when you're on commission, you have to watch everything that they're doing. You have to make sure all the all of the money adds up. All of, you got to check out the customers. You got to provide the cut like the, the appointments for them. Me, I wanted things a little bit more laid back. So I let them do booth rental. But in their head, they think that they're on their own boss because they make their own hours or they make their own money and stuff like that. And they only give me a certain amount every week. But. You still in here. So that's where it becomes a challenge, you know, because I'm like, hey, Saturdays are our busiest day. Why aren't you here? Well, I mean, I'm a booth renter. I can go off on vacation for a couple of days. And like, I'm like, OK, that's fine. But just at least let me know, you know, so I could have someone here to be able to provide those services. So that's where it becomes a challenge, I will say. Yeah, that's our biggest challenge now. But um, now in our new contracts, we're going to state it that, you know, you have to be here, especially Fridays and Saturdays on our busiest day. If you can't let us know in advance, you know, so everything in writing, you know, because people are he said, she said. So we have everything in writing. We sign contracts. We we have our legal uh, legal advisors look over everything. So we're always by the book because we just don't want any altercations but we haven't had anything crazy and you know we've had people leave because they just you know they get into life circumstances or things like that but you know they pay their fees to get out it's like when you break a contract at an apartment you have to pay your fees to get out and they pay everything that they have to do and then they just you know people like comfortability so nine of the ten they always go back to like a nine to five because they don't want to work hard so you know people want to open up all these shops and do all these things that's okay but you got to find the right people to, to, to work in there because everybody sees that. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, wow, she's um, like nobody stays or there's always a rotating thing or, you know what I mean? So you always have to, like, make sure that who you're hiring is really who you want, not just taking anything, you know? Yeah. For and money. I'm really impressed with, with you mentioning the like all this legal all the legal stuff that goes behind this, you know? I mean, did you know about all that going in or who taught you all that stuff? There's literally like no guide on anything, right? (laughs) But literally it sucks because, you know, you have to get a certificate of occupancy. You have to get a business license. You have to get an LLC. You have to get all these things. And I did not know about any of it until like... Did your husband know about that kind of stuff? Does does that perk to his his, uh, business also? He knows about it, but... There's like all these other other ones that really? are like, you know, like way different things. So I had to get um my lawyer involved and he was like, this is what you need. This is what you need. This is what you don't need. This is what you need. So we've had a lot of inspections happen, you know, so you're not going to operate as soon as you think, you know, once you get the keys then you have to get, you know, your certificate. There's still off. a lot of work to do. Oh, basically, yeah. You got to do the plumbing. You got to do the remodeling. You got to do everything. Everything has to be up to code. So your Theo can't go in there and try to put some <laughs> shampoo bowls. No, it doesn't work like 
get that. So you yeah, know what I mean? so it, it sucks, you know. So we had plumbing. We had to pay for plumbing. Plumbing was the most expensive thing out of everything. So because installing the pedic- the shampoo bowls and all that stuff like that, yeah. like it's it's a crazy, you know. But thankfully, the place that I have, right, it was actually a voting hall before. Oh, okay. So it was Latinos for Trump. And so it was, yes. <laughs> and it still comes up on our Instagram. And really? I'm like, oh. They're like, hey, I try to tag you on. It says Latinos for Trump. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. I apologize. <laughs> but so we already had stalls built in. So I thought, let's work with the stalls that we had. And it's worked. Like everybody's, you know, proud. Like they work really hard and stuff like that. So, you know, it's been really good. And now with the second location, like, it's going to be for like, you know, full everything too. So it's going to be really exciting. I'm excited. And I mean, are you going to be at both locations? Is that the back plan? and forth, back and forth, right, managing back and forth. We have a receptionist that helps us out now. And so she'll be at the salon while I'm at the other one. And we'll have another receptionist at the other salon managing things and stuff like that. And then me and my husband, we have some other ventures that we want to do too. So it's not just with hair, you know, we're, we're expanding to other things. Cause you know, um, it all depends on how you market yourself and how you carry yourself. Like, um, I've went, I've been in customer service for the longest time. I was actually a, a manager at T-Mobile when I was like, before I even like did all this and I was like 18, 17 years old and I was having to teach others like older than me. So I know how to like talk to people okay. and stuff like that. You've been in that situation before. Yes. Yeah. Or having to fire others, you know what I'm saying? Because of lack of, you know, failure to adapt. So yeah. there's many things that can go into factor. Like, Hey, you know, you're here all the time, but you're not promoting and you're not doing things. So I do write-ups and then I'll go into terminations and stuff like that. But if it becomes an issue, but we don't want to just keep firing people. But sometimes if people aren't doing what they're supposed to and they don't want to take the criticism, we have to just let them go. Yeah. Like, you know, we everything they do falls upon us. And everyone here is a team player at the salon. Like everyone there. And I thank God for it. Like um, somebody would be doing their hairs, but they're educating them on, hey, why don't you do your lashes with that, that girl? She does mine. And so it's, it's, it's awesome. You know, it's a really cool thing. And you mentioned having to go even out of uh, state to do classes and educate yourself further. Yeah. Um, is that something that you still have to do? So we actually, part of our laws, we have to do continued education. It's like, um, like six hours of continued education, uh, but it's online. But me, like I wanted to learn how to do nails faster or like my shaping to be better or within a time frame, right? Okay. Because of course you can teach yourself, you'll get it after a while, but I wanted everything within time. So I was looking on my Facebook the other day. And so I graduated Cosmo school three years ago. So we've been open for a year. And then I was working at the studio and at the other salon for a year. So within that year, I went to go try to learn how to be faster. And I learned how to be faster. I actually worked for some people before too. Um, It was a chain salon, but that's not for me. So us as Hispanics, we carry ourselves a lot more differently than other cultures and stuff. And I Uh felt like that wasn't that wasn't a good place for me. So I stirred away and I started working with um, some Hispanic ladies and it was a lot better for sure. Did you, did you have to make uh, any type of sacrifices, anything in the beginning to get started and what kind of sacrifices do you still have to make? I mean, my sleep schedule. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. So, uh, it, and I'm actually going back to How school. How much did you have to cut it in, in <sighs> to be able to I'm make I'm not it? a morning person. That sucks. Really? I don't know why. I just, I don't know. I just, and you've always been like that? Always been like that. Even, ever since I was little, like, my parents would try to wake me up. And I was like, 
talking and like voices like don't wake me up like you know like yeah. it was just like i just i hate waking up early like i've always been like sleeping in and doing things at night i'm a night owl okay so i like to go out and i do everything you know so it was different for me so i had to sacrifice like i have to wake up early now in the beginning you know i didn't want to spend money on food so i had to wake up early you know feed my husband make lunch make dinner make all of those things sacrifices like that um i didn't have a i got into a car accident and so um, I didn't have a car, so my husband had to like take me back and forth oh, to and school. Be, not having a car is the roughest the worst. thing ever. And you're just having to wait for people, so that was a big sacrifice. And it sucks having to ask people for rides. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yes. And I know because I'm in that situation too. You're like, I hate <laughs> it sometimes. And so I feel yeah. like, you know, I I had to I had to sacrifice a lot of the things that I like to do too, like me myself, like getting my hair done, my nails done and my feet done, all those things, because I don't have time to be doing that for myself when I have to, like, I was so like, I'm still so busy right now, but I was just so busy taking in everything I could get. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't have time for that. So I lost a little bit of myself, but now I'm like getting back into my fe- feminism, doing my hair every morning, makeup every morning, because if not back then I was like, I wasn't used to getting up early. So I would have to just literally jet out the house, however I looked like weird outfits like you know just like <laughs> leggings and like a shirt and whatever stuff. was clean yeah whatever was clean just grab it <laughs> so yeah it was it was like that and sacrificing like my time with my friends i was just gonna ask you about that friendships friendships do you still kick it with the same people that you used to kick it with so you know what's crazy is i don't because um they're not on the same i know it sounds ugly but it's just like they're not on the same level or the same goals that i am and so i don't have time to go to the bar and spend all this money you know, I, I, I need to go make money. I have to go manage things. I, I'm the marketing director of our, our Instagram. So and my my own page. So I'm always constantly doing videos, always constant I'm brand ambassadors. So I'm always having to constantly do things. And so that does take out of time for myself. And like, yeah. you know, me and my husband, our only day off is on Sunday to spend with each other. And even at that, he cuts our godson's hair and um, our uncles and he cuts them and he wakes up at like 7 a.m. to go cut these guys up. He's done by 11. I that's like my literally my only day to sleep in. And so I sleep until like 11. And then even at that, I'm like, you know, cleaning the house, sweeping it mm-hmm. up and all these things. And it's like my mom's like, why don't you just have the girls clean the house? And I'm like, no, like that doesn't make me a wife. Like I want to clean the house. I want to do his clothes. I want to do these things because he's taking care of me. Right. But how am I taking care of him? So I don't I don't have a nanny or I don't have a housekeeper anymore. Like I was just like, no, I'll do it myself. I do have it for the salon, though, so that, you know, they go in and they deep clean everything. Yeah, that never, part's taken care of. Yeah, you never know. But my house is not crazy, you know, but I do have two big pit bulls. And so they create a lot of mess. So I'm constantly cleaning every single day regardless. So it never gets like crazy like that. So, yeah, like that's like my my thing is like sacrificing time and, you know, all those things. And you find that a lot of people don't understand that, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm still, like you. You try to explain it to them like I'm a business owner and like it, it just kind of. And they think, oh, over the top of their head. Yeah. She makes her own hours. Oh, I can go and do whatever. No, but that's not the case. You know what I mean? But I do plan in advance. Like my brother-in-law's birthday is on Saturday. Right. So I won't take any appointments after four. So I can get ready, get cute so we can go to dinner. So I I make sacrifices for my family because at one point, I'm not going to lie. I felt like I was just overloading work and forgetting about my friends and family. And. I don't want it to be to a point where I don't have anybody because I've steered them away from my business. Yeah. And that's the only thing I have now. So that's where it's like a challenge too. But managing both and like, you know, literally like 
just trying to see what works best. Like, you know, being disciplined is a very big thing. I feel like, you know, being disciplined with your time, like staying up. Have you always been disciplined or is it something that you've had to pick up along the way? I had everything is like now coming to me, you know, because my mom tells me like she's like, yo, I go to the gym. I run at at five o'clock in the morning. I go to work from seven to four. I come home and I wash the dishes, clean the house, have the, you know, everything ready. And it's just a routine. You have to get yourself into a routine. And then once you get into that routine, it's just repetitiveness. Like your body gets used to it. Just like with the gym, you know what I mean? That's one thing I'm trying to get on now this year is uh, going to the gym because it's been hard because I'm not going to lie. When we first opened, I was working from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and there's no time for the gym. I literally go home, eat, and I would just wake up and go the next day and I even like my doctor was like you're gonna get gastritis like you need to stop eating so late like you can't and greasy yeah. foods yeah just awesome. whatever's around whatever's water burger <laughs> tacos oh and so I and it's so hard right because all the Mexican hard. food is so good so good and not necessarily good for, for you, you but yeah. <laughs> Well, growing up, see, my husband and I, we're so different. Like, growing up, that's all we ate. Like, my mom, that's all she makes. Like, huevos con frijoles en la mañana con chorizo and then Uh enchiladas and then, like, a a pollo con arroz en la tarde. Like, there's no, there's no junk food. Like, my mom didn't grow me up on any of that. So, my husband's like, he's like, maybe you can make some fried chicken. I'm like, I don't even eat that. Like, you know, I'm not used to it. Like, Uh soda, I don't like soda. My mom's like super fitness wise, like she's 55, but she has a body like better than the 20 year olds. So I got to show you when we're done. But so she was just like, no, me had like no sodas, like no como eso. Like, so even like, I'd be like, oh, why? Let me do whatever I want. Like yeah. I'm a child, but it's good. It benefited for me. But now you understand. I understand. The now. benefits of what, what she, she did. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a good mom. <laughs> We haven't even sent her a shout out. Laura, Laura. (laughs) I love you, mom, if you're listening. What do you enjoy the most about what you do? And is there something that you that you wish you could do without, but it's part of part of. So, I mean, I love making people happy, like the confidence that they gain, because sometimes people go through so many things and you don't even. That's why with me, when everybody walks in that door, I'm so welcoming. Hi, welcome. How are you doing today? Beautiful. We're so excited to see you. Like, because you never know what that girl is going through. That woman is fighting. You know what I mean? You don't know if she's being beat up by her husband. You don't know if she's like on her last dollar. She doesn't have anything like, you know, this is the only thing that's coming away. It's 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 a rewarding thing. You know, Um, we had a client come in on a Sunday she was crying and she was like, I just, I need this. Like my husband, like, you know, had an affair and I just, I feel my lowest. And, you know, me and my coworker, we went in on our day off to accommodate that. And, you know, having her ball, like it makes me want to cry right now, but it was just, it's, it's crazy. Like you see yeah. what people go through and it makes you like, wow, you can really make a difference on her. And she was smiling, happy, like, and all the connections that I make, like networking and stuff like that. I've met so many great people that are on the same ambition as me. So now the friends that I have that are real close with me, we're, we're like bosses, you know, like one is a very, very, very high up um, influencer and marketing. And then the other one has another shop too. So it's like, I'm very like, you know, I have people that I kind of want in my corner that kind of won't pull me down. If that Mm -hmm. makes sense. If we're not, we're going to pull each other up. You know, the goal is to one day all be in Roy's Royces, you know what I'm saying? And you know, all the Rolexes, but that's just because there was a picture on Instagram, but you know, (laughs) that's the goal. Like, you know, like you have to like, Sometimes, like, you know, there's a quote and, like, you know, not everybody can make it to the top. You had to leave some people behind. Mm-hmm. So I go about that quote a lot. And the the idea of uh, the hairdresser or the nail tech being kind of like a counselor, too, that's part of the, mm-hmm. 
the job, I guess it still does apply. Oh yeah. We're therapists for sure. <laughs> and you know, what's crazy? Like, I swear, I know. I Do love you ever y'all. find yourself trying to cancel them too? Like, they know too. And you know, they, they say, I don't know. Let me ask my nail tech. She's real straight up. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to be that person. But yes, like I tell them like all the time, like, and I'm very memorable of everything. So they'll be like, remember last week what happened? They're like, I'm like, yes, I can't believe he did that. And then like, they're like, wow, you remember every, and yeah. I feel like sometimes they literally just come in just to talk. Like they don't even care about their nails. Like I could do the ugliest set and they're just like <laughs> talking away. And I'm like, you love me, don't you? you know i'm like you can always you know so i want to do like a lot of networking where we can like inspire women like maybe like a counseling group stuff like that so you never know what people are going through so that's one of my goals that i got going on this month i know uh looking through through your uh instagram page you just participated actually in an event yes that gives back to the community yes so with that one it's a charity event where all the hairstylists in san antonio we all join up to give back to the community by providing free haircuts and all of those proceeds go to a grant so that somebody can finish barber school cosmetology school and stuff like that so this year we set up and we did free tooth gems well they were like 20 dollars, and we like um you know gave them a a percentage and stuff like that and we were doing haircuts for donations so whatever they gave us we gave to them it was really sweet we were doing hairstyling and stuff like that um i even put like you know my team like they were just like whatever you need to do and i was like well i'll put you to do this put you to do this we can all do one thing like you know but then even at the end we were all switching off trying to just accommodate whoever was coming like you know and I had three of my girls and we still even needed more people. Like people were just coming. I was like, thank God. Like people were just coming up and coming up and we're like, I love what y'all do. Can we get it done? Like I love the way your hair looks. I love this. And so we were just like, wow, it was a really good turnout. So we raised up a good amount of money. So now the grant that they raised up was about like $1,700. That's awesome. Yeah. Last year was like 4,000, you know, so it was real big, but you know, COVID and stuff like that, you know, things changed and, but it was still a very good turnout and I, I appreciated being a part of it it was really big we have another event coming up in march we're actually doing a quinceanera expo oh how cool yeah we were there last year and so it's like all of the like you know the banquet people the dress people it's like a non like a one-stop shop everything for for quinceaneras or like a convention yeah yeah everybody walks around so this year we're gonna do it really big and like i'm excited so that's gonna be march 13th march 13th at the freeman coliseum at the freeman coliseum yeah i mean do people need to buy tickets for that or how does it work so they um they're ten dollars but if we give them a code we'll put it in our bio um, okay on Instagram so they can go ahead and buy the tickets so if y'all have a quinceanera or anything like that that y'all are coming up with you know they'll have like really pretty dresses and we're actually partnered with a dress shop that's actually providing the quinceanera dresses and the crowns for us so if they need to that I have somebody to really go with that that'll be good for that that's awesome that's something definitely to look forward to So what's in store for 2022? 2022. What are you manifesting? Oof, the the new shop, thank God. It's 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 been a a, a crazy thing, you know, and uh, marketing more, putting my face behind the camera more. Um I've like talked to a lot of my followers and I've said like, well, what do y'all like to see? You know, I've always I'm always asking them what attracts y'all, what keeps y'all like, you know, following me and and they just like to see the growth. So that's really cool. So I wanted to start doing like more like uh, like business classes or mentorships or, you know, stuff like that, just to like whatever way I can help out. Like that's that's what I want to do. 2020, that's the that's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so awesome that you have that mentality of giving back, not just securing the bag, but also yeah. 
giving back to the community. I feel like it's very important. You can't be too greedy, you know. God provides us with a lot, and I thank God for it. So the least I can do is give back to those who aren't fortunate of it. For somebody that wants to follow in your footsteps, what do you recommend? What do you think they, where, where do they start? How do they start? Just remember, it's not going to be easy. You know what I mean? It's not easy. You just got to really have faith in yourself. You know, if you don't have faith in yourself, no one else is going to take you seriously. You know what I mean? And so if you really want to do something, maybe test it out, get a class. You don't have to specifically go get licensed, but get a class by, you know, either I or somebody else that, you know, provides for nails, lashes, permanent makeup, see what you like to do. And if you like it, cause I mean, yeah, you say you might want to do this, but when you get down to doing it and you're like, wow, it's a lot harder than I thought you and your mind will be like, okay, it's hard, but I like it. I'm going to push through it. So all of my lash classes and all of my body sculpting nail class students, like they've all succeeded and they still text me nowadays. They're like, guess what, girl? Like I just got like, you know, my new stuff in like my new setup and they're working at home, but I'm like, come on, you know, yeah. we gotta, gotta step it up. But that's good. Like you can motivate stuff. And, but I just think that it's really important to have a business plan, like what, you know, write out your expenses at first, write out everything because I didn't go in with any loans. Like everybody's like, oh, you know, they'll make their night, their shop look the nicest. Yeah. But I didn't go in with any loans. I just had my money from my savings and I just went in. So it was really scary. But that's why with time we started redecorating, adding more things, like getting everything nicer. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I never wanted to get a loan. I never wanted to have to pay anyone anything back that I, I didn't need. So, yeah. you know, we did the, the remodelation with the money we had and that was okay with us. Like we were com content with it. So, you know, having a business plan, maybe a business investor, if you, you know, I worked for a good amount of time, like six months to get all that money going so that I could be able to open up the new shop and stuff like that. So, you know, have a business plan. If you want to do loans, go ahead. But, you know, just see your percentage rates and stuff like that on interest and everything like that. You know, or if you have like a family friend or something like that, that's willing to invest in you, but still have everything in writing because you never know. But money is a big factor. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Because you got to you got to break money to make money. So if you're not breaking money, you're not going to make money. So all of the signs that we have, all of the, the stations, like it all costs money. So, you know, um, it was it was a it was a trickier situation. But just having a plan in general, because. You need to know what's going to happen if this doesn't fall through or this this isn't going how you want it, you know, um, having contracts written up, having like it, saying as if they want to open up a shop. Right. But if you're trying to go in for nails or for hair, for lashes, like really do your research on who's going to give you a class, why you want them to give you a class and um, see if they're really going to mentor you and push you to do better and actually give you some skill sets that they've learned themselves, not just for the money. So you can know kind of what to get yourself into and stuff like that. But you'll, you'll figure it out once you start doing it. Like you'll see if you're a hustler or not, or yeah. like if you're going to like want to do it. Cause you know, there's people who go to school and they're still working at Walmart and I'm like, come on, like, why did you spend almost $25,000 on that? If you're not going to push yeah. yourself to and your that? time and time, too. exactly. Time is money too. You know what I mean? But, um, that's mainly the one thing that I see and just have faith in God because without him, you're nothing. And if you manifest everything, if you go in there with a positive mindset, you're going to be okay. If you go in there saying, man, I don't know. I, just, I don't think I should do it because I don't know who's going to come in. Or I don't know what's going to make it happen. You got to make it happen. If you're the one that's opening it, you got to make it happen. You got to have those funds. Even if you're doing a plate sale or something over there, do it. Like nobody has to know. But the fact that you still have your business open and you're getting people in, that's how you know. You know what I'm saying? People are going to come in like, you know, it's going to help out in the future. 
Well, congratulations. Thank you, my love. For being, um, I mean, the true embodiment of a savage boss babe. Seriously. I mean, you, you're young and you are getting things done, not, not just for yourself, but for the community mm-hmm. and uh, for your family. And that's awesome. I'm sure that the people that are listening to this uh, are, are definitely going to enjoy and, and hopefully they got something out of this and, mm-hmm. and they can share it. Um, take it to the heart and share it with, with people around them. What are your, uh, what's your, your address? Where is it? I mean, where's your, uh, salon located? What are the so, hours? It's off of Ingram and 410 next to Red Hook. It's, um, 6739 Northwest Loop 410, Suite 101, San Antonio, Texas, 78238. Um, it's called Did That Hair and Nail Studio. We're a full service salon and we offer everything that you could think beauty. So if you ever want us to, you know, give you a makeover, you can come by anytime or you can book an appointment online. Our Instagram as well as did that hair and nail studio as well. So, and I'm so excited for like the new one. So once that's up and running, I'll give you all the tea about that. But yeah, I mean, there's struggles that you're going to find in life, but you just gotta, you gotta see if it's worth it to you to go through those patches. You know, I've had a patch, so y'all can get through any patches. You know what I mean? Especially like nobody wanted to help me when I first opened up. Like not even my parents are like, I'm not giving you money for that. So and that I, didn't hold you back. That didn't hold me back. I said, you know what? And they said, no cuentes conmigo if you can't make it because you wanted to go. And I opened up during the pandemic. And that's why they were very like, no, you shouldn't do it. And I said, if nobody, if I don't get this now, someone else is going to get it. I need to get this now. And me, when I, when I want something, I, I'm determined. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the legal. Oh, como dicen en español, es terca. Es terca. I'm very terca. And so that's exactly what she says. And so it's like, if I want something, I'm going to work hard to it. You know what I mean? Because I want it. And my husband's like, you're very impatient. But I'm like, no, if I know I can get it, I'm going to get it. You know, because life's short. You never know what you can get. You know, yeah. you never know what happens the next day. Yeah. Thank you, Michelle, for being in the studio with us. Thank you for opening your heart, sharing your story. Bendiciones. Que tu negocio siga creciendo. Que Dios te bendiga. Y bendiga tu negocio en este, en este 2022. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in with us. Thank you for listening to this episode. I ask that you please subscribe to the Savage Podcast so that you can get the notifications of when our new episodes are ready for you to listen. Make sure to share so that your followers can also tune into the Savage Podcast. And without further ado, we are out. That's it for us. This episode was brought to you by Savage Coffee Co. We are a mobile coffee business located on the corner of Shanefield and FM 1560. You can follow us at Savage Coffee Co. on Instagram, on Facebook. Mwah.